This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Barons. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to talk about when it's time to leave the relationship. Because we don't really have that for guys. Like, for girls, it's like, when he starts doing this, when he raises his voice, when he throws a napkin at you, it is time to leave, girl. But nobody tells guys, like, hey, man, like, this... This, this is affecting your mental health, my nigga. This is really fucking you up. So today, we're going to unpack when it's time to leave her. Hope you enjoy the show and enjoy your week. Share on social media this episode if you enjoyed it. Share with a friend if you think they need to hear this shit. And be well. So there's this saying that whenever your relationship ended, it was really over four months before it ended. Or if you were together for like four months, then it was over like four to six weeks before it ended. Now, there are moments where relationships end abruptly because of cheating, seeing a person doesn't argue the same way you argue, y'all morals don't align. It is those I'm exiting immediately moments. And sometimes people just don't want to do the work. Some people like an easy love, a light love, an easy relationship with not a lot of conflict and the second conflict happens they're like i am gone i do not do well with conflict but let's say you do the work it's ups it's downs you've been together at least two different seasons of a dramatic cable tv series so that's like 14 to 16 months i feel that's a good litmus test like a dramatic series you like on like HBO, Showtime, Netflix, FX. It, it like you could say you, that's a relationship if like you've been together and like yeah, season three and season season four aired. Anyways, I think the right time to leave is when you voice your frustrations and nothing is changing. Now the coward's way out of a relationship is not giving somebody a chance to change. You got to give them a chance. Or if you don't give them a chance, you got to keep it real about like, oh, they got all these other. I just don't like this motherfucker. But you got to you got to speak up. You got to give people clarity, because if you don't give them clarity, if you don't give somebody clarity, anything that happens after that is on you. And I mean that both ways. I mean, that is either way. It could go either way. Now, I should have ended my last relationship way sooner than I did. The problem in short was she never met me halfway. Like she was a bitch. And I don't say that as her ex-boyfriend and breakup and love and all that shit. I say that, I say that objectively as somebody that knows people that's in comedy clubs and observing people that walks around. Like I say that objectively. She wasn't into emoting. And this is important. Like, I don't need you to care about my career like I care about my career. But I need something more than, hmm, that's nice. Make me believe you kind of give a fuck. But for me, it wasn't she. For me, it wasn't just it was like she wouldn't meet me halfway. Like, don't become a new person for me. Don't become a new person for somebody else. Because when that's over, you're still with you. You're with you even more than anybody else's so it's important to protect and retain yourself that's that's another thing i should have never gotten fat on her watch that was one of my like i was like i guess i'm gonna be fat like that was a horrible decision but you know but she wasn't affectionate i tell her i didn't like things like tickling and she did it anyways she wasn't friendly with my friends or colleagues She'd say really fucked up shit for no reason. And it really felt like she didn't really have my back. She was a bitch. But when I should have left was when I noticed she was only warm when I was distant. And there's something very, very immature and primitive about that. For example, I there was a, a period where I was tired of initiating sex. Like, I don't want to give a 45-minute massage and scalp rub in order to get you just halfway into it. I want you to fuck me for me, damn it. I don't want to lube you up in here 
finished yet? All right, let's get back to Netflix. Come for me, baby. Come for me. I don't. I, I don't like. I want you. I want to feel like you want to fuck Lyle Barons. And I noticed when I wasn't as cuddly, lovey dovey, she'd actually resemble a loving girlfriend. And I use the term resemble because I'm like, oh, she's not like what uh, one would call loving girlfriend. But I was like, hey, this feels a little like normal love. And that's like 19 year old shit. That's, I'm going to be an asshole so girls want to be around me type shit. Bro, don't text her back for two days. She'll like you even more, bro. I want pussy now, nigga. Not in 48 hours. I need the pussy yesterday. I'm not I'm not into the, those fucking like mind trick games. Like, okay, so if I do this. But that's when I should have gotten out the relationship. Yeah, she was a bitch, but her looks made it a little more even out for me. Yeah, she was difficult and boring, but it's not like what's in the streets is much better. But it's the fact I had to not be myself in order to get something so fucking basic. And that's why I had to cheat on her. You know, I, you, know you tell yourself things. The other thing, goals. Goals are really important when knowing when to end a relationship. Goals is important. I don't think relationships should be approached like a PowerPoint presentation, but I do think you need to be realistic with what you're trying to do in life and when you're trying to do it, when you're looking looking to do it. If one person is looking to get more education or a new trade so they can have multiple multiple sources of income and the other person is making good money with their big boy, big girl career job and just wants to travel and go to nice restaurants on weekends, that often comes to a head at some point. This motherfucker over here trying to read about stocks and real estate and taking the coding classes and learning how crypto works and learning how to fix stuff with their hands. Or if it's a woman, they're learning how to do Botox and real estate and maybe some skincare products. <laughs> Anyways, I'm, I'm being an asshole. And you got a motherfucker over here talking about someone. Are you going to be free? That's not going to work well. That's not going to work well if you if you're like, no, I'm trying to come up and I'm trying to do these things. And you're like, I'm already here. And you got to be honest about it. some people can make it work. Now, I don't think that's always the course for a breakup, but you got to be honest about the goals. I had this friend, Mexican dude with a Indian girlfriend. They were together 12 years. And he followed her. She was the career woman and he was the trade man. So that's why I say followed. He followed her from San Diego to San Francisco to Las Vegas, which is not like halfway around the country. But I feel like San Diego, San Francisco, Las Vegas for like the because that is like different day to day lifestyle. It's like, hey, I get the beach and it's easy. And they're like, oh, shit, this shit is expensive and weird and different. And it's like, oh, shit, this shit is hot. Like that's. I don't want to call it halfway around the country, but that is kind of like you you might as well have followed her from San Diego to like Chicago for lifestyle differences. I'm sorry. I'm a geography coon. Anyways, they broke up. And they're those couples where, where you may not know them really well, but in your mind, they're not their own person. It's not. Oh, that's Connor. And that's Mary Beth. It's Connor and Mary Beth. You say they name at the same time. It's like rhythm and blues, R&B. Like they're, <laughs> they're part of like the same package. And I and when he broke up with her, I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Hope everything's good. And he said to me, I was relieved because we never talked about what we wanted. And for context, he was 28 and she was like 24, 25. He said, we never talked about what we wanted. She wanted kids, a house. She wanted to be settled. And I'm like, dude, I'm 28 and still don't have my shit together. I'm a long way from that. And now that dude is with a girl he's been with for like eight years and they're living in Europe. Mexican and Germany. Isn't that nice? He's got to be loving all the accordions. 
<laughs> I'm ignorant. Another reason to break up. Yo, people not fucking with it. This is also why it's good not to be a loner. I think life gets difficult without a brain trust. I think you need men around you that have known you since you was a pup. Like, they gotta know some embarrassing shit. They gotta know some shit. Like, I feel like every guy, and I'm gonna even say women for that matter, but women are, like, different about telling each other real shit. But I'm gonna say every guy, I think, needs at least just, like, two, three dudes in his corner that know some shit about him that he doesn't want anybody else to know and that's really embarrassing. You need that. Anyways. Another reason to break up. Your people are not fucking with it. Because, like, they can tell, like, your, your boys, your peoples, they can tell when you out of yourself. They can check you, pull your card, tell you some shit about yourself. So for me, my last relationship, nobody really co-signed my ex as a girlfriend. And this is important. If she's not a like a super bitch, nobody is going to say anything. It's more about what they don't say. Like if she's like just wiling, just super rude to like wait, 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 waitresses, servers. If she's like cussing people out, gets drunk, gets in arguments. Like if she's just a dirtbag. People are like, oh my god, why are you with that piece of shit? But I mean, I think it's more when it's like they don't say anything bad, but you gotta listen to like they don't say good shit. And my ex wasn't like a reality show level bitch. She wasn't this over-the-top mean bitch. She wasn't like a... Who in, she wasn't like a... Who invited her? She's fucking everything up. She was more of a... Oh, is that your girlfriend? Level bitch. <laughs> like, I'd bring her places. She wouldn't talk to nobody. Wouldn't smile. She'd say, please. Thank you. You're welcome. Nice to meet you. She'd do the bare minimum to show she was raised by people that contribute to society, but nothing beyond that. And I think, and that is, this isn't even about, like, Lyle complaining about his ex-girlfriend. This is for, like, shit you could apply, obviously. I think if you constantly have to explain another adult, that's not a good association or relationship. And this is not just like, you know, a significant other, a partner. This is also a friend. This is also a sibling, a relative. Like, if you're always having to, like, explain their shit, like, well, you have to understand a thing about them. That's not a good thing. And let's say, like, okay, we have three worlds. We have our friend world. Our work world, which can blend into our friend world and then we have our fl- our our family world if we are explaining them or having to answer for them and we're already not happy it's time to end it for me i'd have to explain to comedians why she wouldn't laugh or smile or was you know not very friendly it was really obvious she hated being at shows I'd have to explain to friends, well, she doesn't want to go out after a drink with everybody because she believes going to a bar is a waste of time. I'd have to say that. Because she really would say, the only fun part of going out is flirting and getting free drinks. If you have a boyfriend, it is pointless. Like, that was her logic for, like, why she didn't like to go to a bar. You know. It's empty calories. It's pointless. Now, I believe that for a club or a packed bar, but for a but for like a lounge or a bar with some space, bitch, if you don't get over yourself, and she just be sitting there looking all unpleasant, wouldn't even get, get a water. Like, it could be my birthday. Okay, so now I need to go on a Lyle Barron's 
nightlife sidebar. I don't think couples should hit the club together unless they 22 or are really damn secure with themselves. I see niggas bring that girl to the club and get mad when a drunk horny guy ends up doing some drunk horny guy shit. Now, I know some dudes and women that get off on seeing their man or woman out in the wild and getting courted. Like on some animal planet shit. Like, eh, she really likes his fur, the coat. <laughs> I don't want to say it's like being a cuck, but it's like in, it's maybe in the neighborhood or the district of being a cuck. Look at all these motherfuckers coming up. I am going to get drunk and fuck the shit out of this motherfucker when I get home. It's this idea of society letting you know how valuable your mate is and getting off on the public admiration of it. Now, if that ain't you, it's best to not go to the damn club. Some people also just have an understanding of nightlife. Will, for example, my cousin. Will was DJing at a house party in Carson. And his ex at the time, his ex, his ex at the time. Was grinding on a crip nigga. <laughs> and me, and I was like 17 years old. And I walk up to him behind the booth and tell tell him, I'm like, hey, 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 man, yo, 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 girl, man, you know, you know, she, you know, like a, a nigga rubbing his meat on her and she rubbing back. <laughs> Whatever the fuck I said. And he looks up from the DJ booth, then looks at me, gives a Thumbs up and keep spinning records. <laughs> it was like fucking, uh, fucking, what was, what was that, uh, Jay Z song? It wasn't on Blueprint 3, but it was, um, it was, uh, fucking, what, what was that? I'm so dope, boy, fresh. I can't remember the name of the song, but anyways, he was spinning that. But for him, that's just dancing, it didn't mean nothing. If you don't have a comfortable relationship with shit that happens in the nightlife and all that, leave your bitch at home. Leave your mans at home. Don't come to the club together. Don't come, period. You gotta have a relationship like, well, that's just dancing. Well, niggas are gonna do that. Well, so what? I mean, shit, we out. Like, we expect that. We going to, we coming home together at the end of the night, so whatever. But, you know, you gotta have that relationship with yourself and be airtight. And, you know, anyways. Lyle nightlife sidebar over. So I'm having to explain to friends and colleagues why she's weird about participating in very regular aspects of my life. There were regular aspects of my life before I met her and of course after I met her. Yet here my bored out of my mind ass is at all her teacher get-togethers. She was a teacher. And my family said, like, my mom always takes the woman's side. It doesn't matter if it was with her or with Ariel now. My mom always takes the woman's side. That's why I go to my niggas for advice on women. <laughs> so you're going to always take the woman's side. Unless, like, it's just a moment where the girl's being a straight-up fucking idiot. So, like, I just, you know. But so I'm... So I'm talking when they won't fit into your lifestyle and you have to explain them to your circles. It's time to break up. If I can go into your world and find something fun about your world, but you can't do that with mine, it's time to bounce. And let me also say, I don't think it's important for your peoples to love the girl you're with. I don't even really think they need to adore her. Like my homies and relatives, they've had some partners I've liked more than others. But I think they got to like her somewhat. Or there's got to be that, you know, I'm not her biggest fan, but I can tell she's good for you. You know, like she's got to have that effect where it's, where it's like, well, she do got that nigga showing up on time more. It's like, shit, it's got to be something like that. You know, that nigga didn't used to watch behind his ears, but you know, it's like, she's doing something right. Because if you don't have 
that like small sort of it's it's not gotta be it doesn't have to be a hard cosine, but it's gotta be a soft vouch. Because if you don't have that, one, you're gonna hate to hear. I mean, I always thought it was something a little bit off when that relationship is over. And that's not a good feeling. Because then you're going to be sitting there like, nigga, why didn't you say nothing? It's like, I mean, nigga, that ain't my place to say shit. I mean, that's on you to figure out. You're a grown-ass man. Like, you don't want to have that conversation. Two, you got to go to yourself when the ride of a relationship is over. And when you're with somebody the squad isn't fucking with like that, it can put a straight on your relationships with people outside of your romantic relationship. It's almost like being drunk and then you got to hear about how you was on some bullshit the next day. It's important to drink water and check in. In both those situations, like when you're out drinking and, and like, at, you know, wiling out with the squad or you're in a relationship, drink water and check in. Because both, like, get you fat and wondering how the fuck you ended up in your position. Three. If the relationship doesn't end, or end anytime soon, you want to do the work to fix stuff. You want to be with somebody that's going to do the work to fix stuff that ain't all that. Like, again, okay, let me talk about Will. Because Will talked about me on his first episode. Nigga called me crazy. All right, so Will's wife didn't like me for the longest time. And let me say, she had some valid reasons. <laughs> she had some valid reasons for not liking me. Like, there was always a lot going on with me during that time when they got together. I was really on some young nigga lifestyle shit. Like, I wasn't rude. But it just wasn't what you want when you're transitioning somebody to a domestic lifestyle. Like, I come in with a bottle of Ciroc and pineapple juice talking about where the bitch is at. Like, I was, that's who I was. I get it. And she didn't really hide that I wasn't her favorite person. But to her credit, to her credit, she always did the work to make it clear we was family. I never felt like I wasn't welcomed. I just felt like, oh, here, here this motherfucker go. But I always felt good. And in life, you got to do that shit. You got to do that shit. It's really important. Your significant other and the family, the friends, the friends that are like family, at least. There's got to be that bridge. And I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go on a sidebar about like what the friends need to do to make that shit work. If your friends ain't just keeping it respectful and you know whatever, unless your girl's out of pocket, then it's like you need to you need to check your bitch. I'm very pro check your bitch. I'm also pro check your man's for women out there. Cause some of y'all mans do be whiling and y'all just be like, well that just like you know, you you scared of him and he gonna kill you next. Gonna wind up on a fucking Netflix documentary that me and Ariel are gonna watch later. Anyways. Like, I got a homie that Ariel isn't the biggest fan of. And I told her, I get it. People in our friend circle have been turned off by dude the last few years because he has changed for the worse. Like, not drastically, but noticeably, the motherfucker's like a little more selfish and a little more self-involved and it's not like you can feel the vibes but i told her that and ariel gave the nigga a chance and like it wasn't you know overtly uh fucked up it, it was it, it was a uh, it was a good social experience anyways because once you deep in that relationship the work isn't just within the relationship it's also finding ways to accept and tolerate the people in your par partner's lives that you don't really fuck with. There's this thing where you can know somebody for so long, you actually start to dislike them. And I wish I had some cool term I could call it like, you know, dislike by intimacy. I don't, we'll, we'll call it that dislike by intimacy. 
Because a lot of people do start to kind of dislike the person they're in a relationship with. Like, you ever, like, be around some couples, and you know they don't hate each other, but they just kind of, like, know each other in and out, and it's just kind of like, I'm bored, I know you, you're going to do this, you're, I'm going to do that. And I don't mean it in, like, this sort of boomer humor way of, glad to get away from the wife. Take my wife, please. You know, and it's just like, men just want to watch the game, and women just want to complain. <laughs> like, everybody's out of it. I don't mean it in that way. I mean this in a way where... It's like when you're a teenager. It's this thing where... And I, and I, I don't want to use the word resent, but it's this thing where you start getting overly critical of people. And I mean, some of that is probably just like hormones and the fact you're going through stuff and, you know, new horizons, new chapters, you're getting depressed, all that sort of just shit that goes on through being a teenager in puberty is going to be amplified more. But there's this thing where when you're a teenager, we've all had that one friend that's just overly critical of us or or everybody around us. And maybe it's you. Maybe you were that friend. Maybe you were that friend that was just really bitchy and said stuff like, why you always wear Adidas t-shirts but Nike shoes? Maybe you was that fucking annoying, bitchy-ass friend. And looking, like, I'll say, looking back, when I think about relationships during the teenage years, and he, like, niggas really was sounding like some bitches. And you you could even get into that with your parents. Like, why do they have to chew a certain way? You spend a certain amount of time around somebody, you can kind of, like, start to like them less. Or you could even realize you just fundamentally don't like them. And I actually, I think this should be the main selling point for moving out of your parents' house. So you can continue to like your parents. I think this whole thing of, be, of it being like, oh, well, you know, it's like loser if you live with your parents and all that. No, I think it's fucking, you know, you, you might end up hating them. And that's how people end up having toxic friendships for, for years. Like you could have somebody in your life that will help you move, pick you up from the airport. But they really don't give a fuck about you as a human. A lot of guys, we find ourselves in friendships like that. They really just care about you as a mammal. And that's regular guy friendship. That's like some wolf pack shit to, to quote the hangover. This motherfucker know you can fight with them. They know you can hunt with them. They can break bread with you. But they don't care about your mental state at all. And that can happen in romantic relationships as well. Like, like, you know the clothes will be folded. The food will be cooked. The dishes will be clean. If the money is short, then the money will be matched. All the survival needs will be met. But once you get past the good mate qualifiers, you realizing, I don't like this bitch. And she may not like me. She may not know I'm here. I don't like her hobbies. I don't like her lack of hobbies. I don't like what she talks about. I don't like her taste. I don't like her fucking shitty friends. And if you've ever seen The Sopranos, that's really what Tony's issue was with Carmela. She did everything right. But he didn't fuck with her like that. She was, like, too boring and she nagged and all that. Like, he, he just... He didn't really dig her. And if you're in this situation when... Your girl gains more weight than you'd like or loses more weight than you'd like or becomes less toned. If her body changes from what you signed up for, you really are going to find out how much you like her. And this is not a misogynist thing. This is a human thing. Lyle Barron's example time. My ex said some shit to me when our relationship was done and we talked for like seven ten months or so when our relationship ended which you should not do but you know she said some things that made me go you was never really rocking with the kid like she thought i was handsome and she knew i was very physically attracted to her and so she knew i'd always be available but the thing she said it wasn't even like you know your dick was never that big your comedy sucks like you know she's she's not gonna lie 
It was more like a transit analogy. It was more like realizing you were a transfer when you thought you were the wrong destination. You thought you were the wrong stop. I thought I, I was at least the wrong destination, and you telling me I was an intentional layover? But again, that's the power of the bitch. I think you cannot like a mate for a few weeks, even a few months, but they're going to need something at a certain point, and you're going to have to give it to them. And the will to give it to them is going to have to come from some sort of likability that you see in them. Like, they're going to want to be loved when you're not feeling love. They're going to want to be fucked when you're not feeling sexy. Or you're feeling like they're not that sexy right now. They're going to want reassurance and to get hyped up when you don't believe in them and you don't feel hyped your own damn self. And doing all that isn't always going to come from love. Sometimes it's going to come from the fact you just like them at the end of the day. You know you're with a solid person. And you may not want to give it up like that just because of where you, wherever you're at. But you know they need it, so you're going to let them hold that. You're going to let them have that. And liking them enough to love them, fuck them, hype them up, be in a moment you don't feel when you don't feel like it. And like is important because physicality fades. The intensity of falling in love fades. You're always going to get used to your life. Unless you're one of the niggas that got freed from prison by some DNA testing or Rock Nation initiative with Hove and Meek, you know, you're going to get used to your life unless you were like in prison for like 30 years. Even the life you strive for. If Lyle Behrens is plucked from blue collar showbiz obscurity to a staff writing job and multiple national tours. In two years, I'm going to be wanting more. Or at least different. But I'm going to get used to that. To that. And if you don't like your wife, and if and if you with a motherfucker you don't like, they're basically your wife at that point. <laughs> they're your wife, they're your husband, you don't like them. But if you are. Y'all better know that shit and both be operating as a business. Y'all owe it to each other out of respect and respect for what the future holds. Another reason, and this is kind of like, you know, realizing you don't like somebody, you're an asshole to them. And this is kind of like you don't like them, but worse, when you find yourself putting them down or they're putting you down. Because that I'm joking shit is a path to somebody saying how they actually feel. And I think once it gets casual mean, that's a problem. And casual mean is worse than argument mean or angry mean. Once the meanness is normalized on whoever's part, it's time to get out. Now, sometimes mean people get together if you're mean. In that case, it's about whenever you feel a line is crossed, I guess. And the other reason to leave, if you got too much dog in you. Some guys just don't keep it real with themselves. And this is man's dilemma right here. I've struggled with this. If We've all struggled with it. Man's dilemma is we want stability because we know these bitches out here is playing the game for themselves with no honor but at the same time we want more bodies <laughs> like that's really our dilemma is you know if you like been out here and you know you've had your hot streaks your cold streaks you've gone out gotten phone numbers done your thing you could go out for like, uh, like let's say you go out for a week. And you, you go out Friday, Saturday, and let's even say like you went out on a Wednesday or a Thursday, and let's say you averaged 
three phone numbers per night. It's not crazy that nothing comes of any of those phone numbers you got when going out. And then even if you do go out with them and you see them and you have sex with them, it's not going to be... It's not going to be very promising. A lot of women are fickle. And it's like, and women are like that because they, they they have so many options. They're overwhelmed. Like, you know, I used to get like real fucking, like, it's like I don't want to say beside myself, but if there's like, just like, like, like a baddie and I got her number, I'd be like, and it didn't pan out, obviously. I'd be like, Damn, I was really looking forward to fucking her. Now, now I look back at it, I'm just kind of like, man, do you know how many niggas was probably trying to contact her? And probably the guy that, you know, she sees the most often is the closest proximity. Probably just he's the one that got in there. Or maybe nobody got in there. <laughs> well, somebody, somebody's always getting in there. But I'm saying, so you're a guy, you realize, like, that's the landscape of things. And you find a girl that's just, like, down solid and i don't even mean anything dramatic like you know oh she'll fucking <laughs> she'll take care of your mom your dog <laughs> like i'm not even saying like she she's like a fucking saint i'm just like no she's solid if she says she's gonna be somewhere she's gonna be somewhere that's like the thing but then what i'm saying is if your dog cares more about snatching some bones than having uh, some uh consistent kibbles and bits and water in they dish then it's best like you just be a fucking stray dog it's best you go out and find you some road kill you know go get your road kill you a dog and i think and that's like a thing that guys like really really kind of need to decide now, I'd never tell a man some shit like either be with her or leave her. Don't cheat on her because I'm in no position to say shit like that. But I'll say you do need to be true to your desired lifestyle. And I'm not talking when I say desired lifestyle to unpack that. I'm saying you got to it's like if you want to fuck abroad like one time and, and keep it moving or you you have a slip up. You know, that's one thing. I'm When I say desired lifestyle, I mean, like, no, you just, like, the second you leave the house, you, like, you, you, you can't control yourself. What about her? What about her? What about her? What about her? Like, if you're one of those guys, like, you should break up with whoever you're with. And, I mean, she, and obviously she's not into that or that lifestyle of open relationship or threesomes or whatever. If she's not in, then, like, shit, nigga, bounce. But yeah, that that is the dilemma though for men. So one thing about me, I'm very obsessed with what year people were born. Like I have to know the year and then I make connections. I'm very Malcolm Gladwell like. And I yes, I realize how pretend you know, Max Eddie actually is a comic. He got real I remember I said, you know, it's like very Malcolm Gladwell-ish of me. And he said, dude, shut the fuck up. I mean, yeah, it is, but dude, shut the fuck up. Anyway, so I really like knowing what year people are born and making connections. A connection I made with people born in 1994. They, they got some hangups about sex and relationships. I've had multiple friends born in 1994 and they told me either their girlfriend would not fuck them or they just weren't into fucking their girlfriend. So let's say you're on the end of your girlfriend's not into fucking you. That's a good enough reason to break up or it's a good enough reason to cheat. It's a good enough reason to go out and it's not even really cheating at that point. It's you're just taking care of yourself, but you still you're still like, all right, well, this it's going to have to work itself out sometime. So in the meantime, I'm going to go over here and do this. I I support that. But then just if the sex is not where you want it, 
to be after communicating because you do got to communicate things like it is a you know i'm not letting us off the hook and saying like this bitch ain't fun i'm out like i'm not saying that i'm saying you know after after communicating and your needs not being met like oh do what you got to do or break up but i mean you know what i'm saying in the end is life is too short to put yourself through shit you just flat out don't enjoy you know like one thing like i'll be at a restaurant and like the it'll be like a thing on the plate that i don't enjoy that came with the meal or 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 something and somebody there will be like no you should finish that you should finish you you, you don't want that you call so you can't waste food it's like look life is too short for one to eat food you don't like and to keep eating when you're already full you know like do it feels you're full stop eating you fucking you don't like the way it tastes you don't have to eat it oh well, i paid for it it's like yeah and you could say something to the waiter or you could just charge it to the game but it's no sense in putting some shit you don't enjoy unless you hadn't eaten in like hours and that's only right to apply to the same thing with the relationships life's too short to be around a bunch of motherfuckers you despise or you're just not a fan of or you you're just putting a bunch of energy and time and mental space into something that's not a go so consider your time okay so ariel's with us hello could always use a woman's touch. Sorry, yeah, let me ask you. Um, when do you think a man should get out of a relationship? I mean, I think the signs can be different depending on the existing dynamic in the relationship. So, like, maybe the person you're with, they started out as someone who was really fun and exciting. And, like, now you're just, like, not excited to go out with them. And that can be, like, a sign. So it's kind of like if you're feeling like the opposite of the way you used to feel when you do the same activities with that person. I think that's like a good gauge. Like, okay, let's say the thing you really liked about them is they're kind of more introspective and they're quiet. And then like one of the things you used to really like is to hear their perspective on things. And now you're just like, I do not give a shit what they think. Okay, but is that like, and this is what I wonder, is that Mm -hmm. because they've changed or is that because you just know them so well i mean it could be well no because i think if you quote unquote know them so well basically saying like you would know what they have to say that isn't like the same thing as like being fed up with what they have to say like you can have an idea of where their perspective would come from and that not be like a sign you need to end the relationship it's funny. There, there was this movie um, it, with James Gandolfini and Elaine from Seinfeld, and it was called Enough Said. And basically, the premise of the movie, it, it's fun if you're a Sopranos fan. Expect, and it's just a fun rom-com in general. But basically, what happened was uh, the Elaine, the Julia Dreyfus character, uh, she was friends with this with James Gandolfini's ex-wife in the movie. And she's like telling, uh, she's telling her about the ex-husband, and then just like he would do this, and he can only make one dish. And then she basically started being bitchy towards him, and it's like you can't cook anything else. And then there was a scene where uh, they went, where she was just being overly critical of him when they're out with a couple, and and basically what I what I got from that was, I mean, it's like oh, fun comedy, but. I feel like that's what happens in like real relationships and it just sped up. She just had somebody tell her about him and then she started being overly critical of him. But I think that's what happens in relationships. I mean, not all relationships. I don't even think it's like all or none. Cause I think like there is like the middle ground of when to work on it, which I think you talked about too. I Um, did. And like, I feel like, okay. There's the things you notice, like, okay, I'm noticing, I don't really feel as excited to see this person. I don't really feel interested in what they have to say. And then there's like, okay, but what am I getting out of this relationship? I'm getting stability, comfort. I'm getting, you know, a certain lifestyle, whatever it might be. And then it's, okay, um, I kn- either A, I know that this person 
like we probably need to just like work on reconnecting with each other and like mm. like break out of our our habits. Oh, I want to talk about that. Yeah, I think that that's one thing or it's like totally done because like I mean, I'm talking from the perspective of I've been with this nice young man for three years. So like I'm talking about the perspective of someone who's been in a three year relationship. But if you're like, let's say eight months in, you're probably not like I need to do the work, you know? No, it's like you shouldn't like. When does the work come? <laughs> mm, I think there's many compromises along the way. Yeah. And then the work comes when it's bigger things that people must compromise. And that's the work. Interesting. Reconnecting. Mm -hmm. How do you. How does like one reconnect in a relationship? I was listening to a great podcast with Dan Savage on it. Do you know who he is? Uh, ben Savage brother, Fred Savage brother, <laughs> one of the like, Wonder Years niggas. <laughs> he's like one of the um, the o like the OG sex column writers. Um, and he basically for the New York Times, I'm I'm sure Seattle something. All right. Um, but he's been doing it since like the 80s, and so he has like he's more like sex focused. Obviously, reconnecting can can have to do with sex or other things. Um, but he basically like points that there's like um, there's attention in relationships between comfort and eroticism and they're kind of on either side of the spectrum so like the more comfortable you are with someone the less they like surprise you or like make you feel like oh something new or something i want to find out about that i want to pursue that you know and so what he often talks about and so does esther perel who's a fantastic uh relationship therapist um is creating spaces where you can be surprised and be more like erotic and spontaneous. Um, so that might be like going to a bar and like pretending you don't know each other and like kind of meeting up and hooking up like that or something like that can be like one way to reconnect like on the sexual side. And then on the like get to know you side, I think it's it's space that creates the ability to then come and reconnect, you know? Well, you remember Triton said he thinks it's great for couples to like get hotels in the middle of the week. I love that idea. <laughs> not see each other. <laughs> I mean, I totally agree with that because I mean, there is a lot of great comfort in a relationship, but there, there, you know, when you're like out and you just are by yourself and you just like strike up a conversation with someone pretty and you're like, Oh, this is like fun in a way that I don't get in my relationship. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't, you can't be expected to never want that feeling again. You know? I mean, if you're a guy, like, you need that sometimes. And I think if you're a girl, too, just in different ways. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> somebody's trying to fuck you in the store. Nobody's trying to fuck us in the store. I think it's not just about sex for girls, though. Sure. It's like, it's like eh, I'm used to those titties. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't want to feel like someone's used to those titties. You know? Women don't want to feel that way? No. Yeah. No, not at all. So I think, like, yeah, it's some form of making space for yourself. And then coming back together in a way that's kind of like hot. Interesting. Interesting. Have you ever had any friends where you've met their boyfriend or they just told you about their relationship and you're like, girl, you need to like in that shit. Yes. And have you also had the other way around where you feel because I know you've had that. But I mean, have you also had it the other way around? Where a girl's telling you about a guy and, and you're just thinking like, poor guy, poor fella. He really deserves better. You you really, because I've had this happen with a few friends mm -hmm. where they told, I'm drinking kombucha right now, where they told me about like their dealings with the girl. I'm like, I don't know why the fuck she doesn't leave you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've definitely, especially like. I won't name names, but like there's one person that I was just like, I feel so bad for your boyfriend that he has to put up with this bullshit. And what type of bullshit was she doing? Just um, being like overly demanding, controlling and impulsive. Give us some examples. Well, the thing that actually ended that relationship for good ish was they were in an argument and she hit him with the computer on the head. This is why this podcast is important because nobody tells men when it's time to get out. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, 
it's normally just like the woman leaves us or we're just like, you know what? I had enough of this shit. But it's like when it's like way past we should have already been gone. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. And I I think that like that's a pretty extreme example. Um, but like I think that there are other things that like women do that are more like cumulative. Like it might not be one thing, but it's like okay, I have this man and then I have this like vision of what my life should be. And I'm just going to chip away at this man and mold him to try and squish him into this vision of what my life should be. And I think that's another thing that can be harder for men to recognize because that's more societally acceptable, I think. Like, oh yeah, we look like like a fucking like Netflix documentary waiting to happen when we want to change a woman. Right. Then, and we want her to fit our oh, image. So true. That's that's such a good point. Like it's such a it's kind of a double standard there. And like, but then like women will be like, like they'll consult everyone but their partner on like what. So he's doing this and doing this. Does that mean that I should have different standards? And it's like, bitch, make a standard, sure. But like, it's not just about your standards are being met or not met. It's like everything in a relationship is compromise and communication. I'd like to take a moment to be very critical of the average metropolitan woman's brain trust. <laughs> I think women have terrible brain trust. Yeah. Cause guy, I'm gonna say guys, we have like really, really good brain trust mm -hmm. because like my brain trust is, is, is basically like it's, it's Will, Ralph, Trenton, Sammy. And I, I guess Zinc, you know, maybe. But that's like those those guys in my brain. <laughs> I can't let the listener know he has power over me. <laughs> I don't know. He's like he's like young and and shit. It's I don't know. But I don't know. We'll, we'll say zinc. No, but so so that's my brain trust. But it's like my brain trust is guys that have been in relationships, guys that have done well single, guys that have had mishaps while being single, guys that are married, guys that are not married, like a bachelor. Like I have a diverse array of brain trust. Yeah. So, so one, it's like who I'm getting it from. Whereas women, they'll be getting advice from people that like can't stay in a relationship, can't stay cool with people. Mm -hmm. Like her life is a fucking wreck. Like, and you're taking advice from her. I a hundred percent agree with that. And I think also like with women, like we we are judged a lot more based on who we're in a relationship with than men are, I think. Mm. And so I think that also translates to the advice we give because we don't want to seem like someone who would put up with quote unquote X, Y, Z. When in reality, if we were in that situation, it might be a different story. And so I think that it's kind of a society thing of like, you know, okay, for example, when you first start dating a girl, if you were to like, like tell your mom, it's not like she thinks you're going to get married to her, you know? Whereas with a girl... It's like, and who's this guy? Okay, when can we meet him? When can we meet him? When can we meet him? Well, I think that's also because women do have this sort of image of like what their life is supposed to be. Like they really do have it sketched out. Like, mm -hmm. and then this happens in this time and I'm married, but then this time I'm going on vacation and then this time I'm got the baby and this time I'm taking these classes. Whereas guys, it's not that like we don't have a plan and we don't have goals, but we know curveballs get thrown at you we know shit happens and you don't want to sign up for something that you can't provide for and so when you correct i i definitely hear that i feel like with women it's like partially it's like this is what i want but partially it's like this is what i should be doing and i think the thing about like kids is like really complicated because it's like okay i'm 28 and it's like i do want to theoretically have kids one day but when i think about like my life right now and like you know, how expensive it is just to live. It's like, well, shit, when does that actually happen? You know, mm -hmm. like, when's that supposed to happen? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, then you got to, like, make these deals. I mean, I don't want kids, but because for that reason, among others, but a lot for that reason, because then you got to make these deals with yourself where you're like, all right, I guess I'm going to live in some fucking small town on the outskirts, or I guess, like, we just don't go on vacations anymore. Yeah, or like we pack all of our children into the second bedroom. Yeah, like, I, I, uh, you know. Yeah, it's complicated. Don't 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 do that. 
Anyway, <laughs> be professional. Be professional. <laughs> you just heard how our relationship ends right now here on this podcast. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. I'm I'm like, you know what? It was a good run. I could check in on her. It's like, you know, I feel like even if you got like a husband, I feel like I could still fuck you. <laughs> I, I really shouldn't be talking to you. But come on, Ariel. He's going to listen to this episode and be like, Ariel, why didn't you say no, you can't? <laughs> exactly. You should have been like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I feel very confident about that. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, yeah, fine, that's cool. It's, it's, sex will probably even be better once Ariel's married to somebody else. <laughs> so it'll be erotic, like you said. That's our way of reconnecting. That's like, our way of reconnecting is I go and create a family. <laughs> yeah, like Mr. Seattle Times said. That's hilarious. <laughs> I want to talk about sex. Okay. So I said this earlier. A lot of people I know born in 1994, their girlfriends stopped fucking them. How many people do you know born in 1994? Um, three. <laughs> okay. Well, no, uh, Max Eddie too, also. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I know, I know a handful. Uh-huh. Anyways, two of them, their girlfriends stopped fucking them. Mm-hmm. And one of them stopped fucking their girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this is like a connection I make. So anyways, so I say when your girlfriend stops fucking you, you should just go do what you want. Unless like she's not fucking you. Unless she's explaining why she's just not into fucking you. If she's just like, I just, uh, and you try to talk about it. I say they should go out there and get some pussy and stay in the relationship if they feel like working on it. Or they should leave her. But they, they need, you know. I feel well, like again, communication and compromise. I would tell her I need to go. I need this. So either I, this is something we work on. You know, I told them to do that. Yeah. And they're like, wow, I'm just not built like you. And I'm like, a lot of niggas aren't. But, you know, you got to. I would rather a guy say that and that be because like I said, I mean, communication, compromise. So then, OK, what's the compromise? If, she, if she's really willing, unwilling to have sex and there's some reason or another. I mean, communication helps get through that reason, but compromise if she's really not willing to budge on that, you know? I think that that's, that's legitimate. But just going out and doing it without the conversation is kind of shady, I think. What are reasons to stay in a relationship? Does she know? You know it's going to end. Mm. But, like, you still stay in it. What are... Uh, like, the lease isn't up yet? <laughs> That's one. Yeah. Are, are there any other reasons? Stay in a relationship that you know is going to end. Yeah. And I mean, like, and I mean a relationship, not like, like, let's say, not like, like this situation of the kid thing mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, well, there's some years, some shit can happen and, you know, we'll, we'll see. And we've come along too far to just call it quits. And right now. And <laughs> so, but if you're in a situation where it's like, it, it's very just boring, it's not interesting, or it's even like bad, when is a good time? I, are there any good reasons to like still stay in that though? I think now is the time to end that because that's the problem. There will never be a good reason. And there's going to be two things that happen. Either you start picking fights and start being more of a dick to try and make the other person like worse, you know, so that mm. there is a reason. So mm. that just turns you into a worse person or you kind of just keep on coasting because that reason will never come. Like a meh relationship ending is one of those things that can feel really out of, out of the blue to some people, but like, like to the person who gets broken up with, but it's one of the most necessary because it's like, gosh, you have to live your life, you know, like, we only get so much time on this earth. Do you want to spend it with someone that you're just like? <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> could I could I tell you how how I would end a man relationship? Yeah. I would sit down and I would say, "Are you happy with us? Where are we?" And I wouldn't just be like, "We're we're breaking up," and be like, "Well, are you really getting out?" Because I mean, I don't I don't feel like I am. I don't have a huge problem with you. <laughs> some wild <laughs> shit i don't have any problem with you you know <laughs> but i'd be like like you know but 
what are we really doing here? What are we really working to? I mean, like, do you really just want our routine to? We go to these two restaurants and then we watch a movie and we it, like because I I want more. Yeah, I I actually I think I would rather. I put a bitch in a meeting. I definitely would do a meeting, you know, roll call. Um, but I think I would start with like how I'm feeling rather than like asking them. And then being like, trick question, I'm not happy. You know what I mean? Like, like, are you happy? Yeah, I had a great day. I'm not happy. <laughs> like, you don't know what you're getting with that. Like, you know how lawyers say you never ask a question you don't know the answer to? Yes. I think that is the protocol. Because it's like, at the end of the day, you're not trying to get them. Like, I mean, it's meh. They can be a fine person, just not your person, you know? Um, and, like, everyone's got flaws. It doesn't mean they're the worst person. So I would say, here's how I'm feeling. I'm not happy. Then let them do whatever they're going to do. Like, just cry, talk to you about it, like get through that conversation. You know, you do owe them that much if you've been with them that long, even if it's meh. And then, yeah, that's the breakup. Move on, you know? And the other thing is like, don't text them two months later. The text two months later after the breakup. Yeah, because you don't know what they're seeing from that. Because you know you don't want to be in a relationship with that person. And you know two months later you haven't gotten pussy yet. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, maybe he misses me. You know? Yeah. And I don't think that's really fair. What if you do say, I'd just like to have sex? I mean, you could throw that out there. But that's just a recipe for some mess. Because... When can you have sex with your ex? Mm, okay. This was like Seinfeld advice from uh, when he was on 30 Rock. And he was like, are you over him? Can you go out and say, hey, I don't love you anymore. I don't love you either. Let's go get a scone. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing where it feels like so very platonic and you don't have any weirdness. And I think that that is like when you're over them. When can you have sex with them? I mean... You can have it whenever you like. I don't think it'll work. No, but when, when it's like, <laughs> it, it's not a fucking, it's not a thing. Yeah. I mean, I just would question, like, why would you want to do that? Because, like, okay, we know someone reasons. who is with someone that they clearly do not like. And they've been having sex with them for years. And they're just not moving forward in their life. And I feel like you need to I wish I knew who this was. I'll give you a hint. They came over to our house during the pandemic. Anyway, well, that could be a lot of people, but I got you. <laughs> I got you. Anyways, it's like I I think like yes, you can try like have sex with them. You feel bored, lonely, etc. They will read into it a different way. It will get messy. But you I think you have to look at all your choices as a combination of like what you want to do with your life. And if you're just like texting from backwards, then you're kind of moving backwards even if you think you're moving forwards. And that's my opinion. I think like I think like at least like ten months until you can have sex with your ex. And like shit can just be sex with your ex. And then it doesn't go beyond that. Oh. I guess I, I don't think I ever could without it co- becoming something beyond that. Because it's just like the dynamic is still there. You know? Especially for a meh relationship, because you're probably good at like cuddling. You're real good at like easing into that pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I hear exactly. you. Just comfort, you know. I hear you. I mean, I was gonna say like, is there a difference between break? Then Seinfeld came came in my head and was like, break up sex. What's the deal with break up? Because you just said Seinfeld, and I just started thinking about that. <laughs> right. I've never had breakup sex. So. Yeah, that's. That's weird. But I mean, that's a, the fact you never had breakup sex, like, just says that your relationship was over, over. Maybe I'm really mature. Maybe you're really <laughs> mature. <laughs> well, I'm certainly, I'm too horny to be that mature. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to do this with her again. So, one more time for the memory bank. Mm. Are you, I mean, I don't know about other men. But I really remember the last time I ever fucked every girl. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And the first time. I don't remember anything in between. 
None of it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Let's Unpack That podcast. I have been your host, Lyle Barons, and this has been our show. And if you are somebody right now that's going through this and thinking about whether you should break up or not, you know, I'll say definitely take everything that was said today literally. Don't take any of this in jest. We are here for you, okay? A lot of thought was put into this. So don't, if you fucking listen to this podcast, don't stay, like, break up. I want to be responsible for it. I'm just kidding. We support love over here. Hope you guys have a good week. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>